Good morning and welcome to another episode of Morning Fog with Dr. Mark and Liz. Good morning. Today, good morning, Liz. You know, we focus a lot on burnout. Uh, there are so many people who are experiencing it. And as I've shared with many people, I experienced very severe burnout as a, uh, as a physician. But everyone is experiencing some of it and some very unique populations of, of people. So that's why today we're going to talk about one that's uh, near and dear to both of our hearts, which is caregiver burnout. What is that? Those are the people that are taking care of usually an elderly person or somebody who's disabled for a long haul, and it can cause severe burnout. So, uh, you, you know, I was going to say it's, it is so pervasive uh, I've seen it so many times in my patients, uh, their families uh, who are taking care of them uh, when they are severely ill or they are in recovery after the ICU. I've, I've seen it and it impacts people so much. And maybe it's worthwhile to just step back for a quick moment and remind everyone what burnout is. And burnout was originally described in the 1970s. And came into a little bit more of a cohesive view by Dr. Maslach in 1981, but it, it, it has three components to it, which is emotional exhaustion. There's an emotional as well as a physical and psychological exhaustion, but emotional exhaustion. There's a depersonalization, a cynicism of self, and there's a reduced sense of personal accomplishment, a, a reduction in the sense of your ability to have an, uh, a, a good performance in whatever you're doing. I know that in my family, we had my father-in-law and my mother-in-law here at the end of their life for many years. Uh, my mother is here with us now, and it takes a lot 24-7 to take care of people. And, I, and people probably don't really realize when they take on these positions, most people go into it blindly. Um, not understanding what it entails. And also um, it, including making sure that they take their medications, making sure they get to doctor's appointments, making sure that um, they get showered and bathed. And it, there's so much to it, which is why ultimately it can lead to compassion fatigue because it's a 24 seven job. It, it is. That's a lot on a human. It, it is. And you know, it's not just end of life or sickness. Uh, you um, took care of your mom after Hurricane Sandy, and she was so overwhelmed that she she really was unable to to help herself, and therefore you literally needed to take her in. You needed to help her. You needed to uh, to to manage everything that was going on, in, including the insurance and her her medications, her her everything, and. Uh, it's not just those end of life things. You can have a caregiver burnout from any number of situations where you're trying to balance your life and take care of virtually everything for someone else. Part of, thank you for bringing up my mom's situation. Part of the struggle there was where she was emotionally. So I had to navigate every day her saying things about, you know, I shouldn't, I don't want to live anymore. I want to kill myself. I decided that because she just couldn't deal with the overwhelm of what happened. Yeah. And 
I had to navigate those emotions. And while I still had you know three young children in my house and uh, you know, a husband, you know, comes in, coming in and out of the house and working. And it was a really stressful time. I will tell you though, um, now she's actually an assisted living facility. So I'm still the caregiver. <laughs> she's in, um, you know, she's in the memory side, but it's still as a caregiver who doesn't have her in my home, I still have to get the phone calls when something happens or, you know, talk about medications or ask if the dentist has come in and make sure all that's done. It's, 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 it's like being a mother all over again, but for your parents. Yeah. Uh, and that is a really challenging thing. And you really need to have people who have compassion to do it. And like I said, people who get into it, especially people um, who take their parent into their home, don't know how long they're going to be there. Or as a person gets older, they have more needs and there's more concerns about them falling. I know you have that in your house. And mm -hmm. so we need to recognize that sometimes when people have lost compassion, they can as a caregiver end up getting mad or yelling or maybe not being as gentle as they normally would be. And that's, if you find yourself like that, then yeah, you probably have caregiver burnout. If you find yourself not being your authentic self with the person you're caring for uh, and it leads to guilt and it leads to shame and you're doing your best in a very difficult situation. And that's really important because one of the first places you notice the fatigue is, is not just tired fatigue, which does come along. It's, it's the emotional fatigue. And when you're emotionally fatigued, you're irritable. Yeah. When you're irritable, you, you lash out, you uh, respond with sarcasm or with meanness, uh, with anger. And it's not just necessarily to the person that you're caring for. It could be your spouse, your significant other. It could be your children. Um, it really is an irritability that is 360 degrees in your life and not simply focused. So how do people start to help themselves in this? And, and if you have a loved one who is undergoing compassion, uh, uh, fatigue, emotional uh, fatigue, depersonalization, the burnout of being a caregiver, how is it that you can help them as well? Certainly being in uh, a support system for them, helping to remind them to uh, eat well and you know take their vitamins, to take a break every once in a while. That's the thing is these people need a break. And some people don't have you know a lot of options on in that department, but anybody who knows somebody offer to help them out. What can you do? Can you run to the store for them? Can you do something for them? Something that would give them a little bit of reprieve from their 24 seven on the go. Or, or even better, would you mind sitting with that elderly parent or that spouse or that sibling who needs the care to allow them unencumbered to leave the house and to breathe, maybe to get a cup of coffee while they're doing their shopping? Um, that's the type of thing that really is immensely um, rejuvenative. The other thing is, and a lot of um, uh, insurance will pay for uh, respite care. So you're taking care of somebody. There are places that for relatively reasonable cost will go ahead and bring someone in like to a, a, an assisted living or a skilled nursing facility for a weekend or for a week so that the caregiver can get away. And respite care is just such an important and valuable 
part of, of self-care, this goes back to the analogy that we talk about all the time, which is the oxygen masks. Mm-hmm. When the oxygen mask falls, put yours on and then help others around you. The reason is you're of no help if you pass out because of low oxygen and you can't help anyone else or yourself. So you've got to mem- remember to take care of yourself. And it's really, I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of people forget that they're so caught up in trying to take care of this person. They do forget themselves. And you know, you told this wonderful story and we don't have to share it, but about you know, this um, man who ended up dying because he was, so, or the woman died. I forget who died taking care of, it was the man who ended up dying because he was so busy taking care of his wife and taking care of his wife. He forgot to take care of himself. And you guys, as doctors said, no, go home and take care of yourself. And he didn't. And he ended up dying and she ended up having nobody for her when she got better. That's right. So you do that oxygen mask is vital. Yes. It, it has is, to it. happen and self-care and ask for help. Everybody's so afraid to ask for help. We get uncomfortable to ask for help, but yeah. asking for help when you are a caregiver is huge. And believe it or not, there are people who want to help. We as humans, we all rise to help. That's, that's just our nature. Think of any catastrophe or disaster. People come together to help. So asking for help is another thing to add to that list. Exactly. And uh, today, you know, when, when I was a little bit more involved in these sort of things, um, we didn't have GoFundMe, but maybe GoFundMe page to have someone who can come in once or twice a week in the evening and sit with them. So you actually get a good night of restorative deep sleep instead of being on edge, waiting for the sound to have to get up and go and help your loved one. You know, there's a lot that can be done if you're having trouble. Uh, the first part is to just be aware. Once you have awareness and you can recognize it, then you can try to self-help. If that's not working, then please seek some professional help because there are ways to take care of the stress and the burnout. Thank you for listening to this episode of uh, Morning Fog with Dr. Mark and Liz. As always, we look forward to bringing you short and uh, value-added conversations that really help to do wonderful things to help you in your life. Have an absolutely wonderful day, Liz. Until next time. Bye.